You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Piston Podcast, recorded today on the 12th of September 2020. This episode is going to be slightly different because for the first time this series, series two, I'm joined by a special guest. And this week it is Ben Wellham. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Um, Just, um, yeah, I've just been doing a bit of gardening and stuff like that, just the usual weekend twaddle. But yeah, what have you been up to so far today? Uh, not really much, really. It's Just Saturday, so that's when I do my weekly shop. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Because um, I know my my school started this week, so it's been a bit up in the air with uh, trying to fit everything in. Because this podcast, I yeah, started cool. it right at the start of lockdown, when I had all of the time in the world. And now school started, which I've still got to try and get into my head. I've got to try and replan everything and it's it's confusing, but it's going well so far. But anyway, um, for the listeners that maybe don't know who you are, Ben, would you like to talk about who you are and what you do and what you like? Yeah, so I just, I, I write on Drive Tribe most of the time. Uh, you might have yeah. seen me on Food Tribe as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's mostly it. And you're a very keen car enthusiast, otherwise you wouldn't be on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> no, exactly. So how long have you actually been writing for Drive Tribe and Food Tribe now? Um, I've been writing for Drive Tribe since April 2018, so just over two years now. That's about the and same then, time as me, actually. Yes. Yeah, and then Food Tribe for just uh, around a year now. I think it started around a year ago. So yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you actually write about in Food Tribe? Because I, I wouldn't know what to write about food. No, same with me. I don't really know too much about food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of mostly just take pictures of my food that has gone wrong which is most of the time other than that yeah, it's always the case sort of food news but i sort of tend to focus more on drive tribe for the most yes. part yeah yeah i've never done anything on food tribe but i do occasionally have a bit of a ramble on drive tribe about fiat pandas and <laughs> nonsense i saw really. your article the other day on it actually was it uh, trip, trip away 800 miles in the panda which is interesting yes, yes. that's that's done quite well yeah, people really... have been people have been laughing on twitter about oh my god yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy. You can't go wrong with the panda story, though. No, not at all, not at all. People really like the idea of a small car doing something really huge, and they also like yeah. to see other people's misery. So it did quite well, I think, um, <laughs> which is always good. Um, what's your highlight from uh, writing at Drive Tribe? What's been your, you know, most memorable moment? Most memorable moment. Um, question. That is probably um, the time when. I first received comments from sort of Richard Hammond, Jeremy Clark, yes. and James May. Yeah. Those are sort of obviously quite big moments. Of course. Um, of course. Yeah. Have you, have you ever actually met any of the trio of interests? No, I haven't. Not um, yet. No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe no, one day. I haven't we'll either, but I know Manav. You know Manav on Drive, on Drive Tribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he came yeah, on the podcast... Uh, sort of midway through series one and he's met i think it was james may and richard hammond when he was doing work experience yeah. at drive tribe so yeah that, that yeah i had a chat with him at a um 
at a, a drive tribe event a couple was it last year yeah i remember you were still telling me about that so that was quite quite cool well yeah i can imagine it's a bit of a surreal experience um i, I the problem is i wouldn't know what to say if i ever was to bump into any of them it'd be like oh hello <laughs> i don't know what the Probably first thing to call to hammond an idiot and then yeah, Hammond, you idiot, or James Mayo, cock, or something like that. It's just, yeah, one of the uh, usual things. They probably hear it every day. It's probably quite annoying. But anyway, um, how did you actually get into writing, and um, when did you sort of realise that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, so it would have been, I think, first year of A-levels. I was doing, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in the future. I was sort of doing, I did German uh, classics and English literature. So I yeah. thought maybe something to do with English literature. So I... I managed to get work experience that summer with Auto Express down in London. Yes. Uh, so I'd, I did work experience for a week there because I knew I wanted to do something with cars. Wasn't sure yeah. about writing and I loved it. So I just, the next year I sort of started writing on Drive Drive and it's sort of gone from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Drive Drive's fantastic because I like, I like the idea you can just get started and write even if it's unpaid or whatever, which is what I'm doing. It's all voluntary. But yeah. Anybody can write an article on Drive Tribe as long as you've got an account. And I really like that because it just sort of gives everybody a chance to write about what they love. Yeah, the community feel is great as well. I think it's one of the best communities online to do with cars. Yeah, and it's, I think it's one of the only ones that makes sense because I know Car Throttle have an app and they've got a bit of a community, yeah. but I can't really get my head around it. I'm not really sure how it properly works. But Drive Tribe is quite easy to navigate and it's just it's a nice place. Um, and I do like the idea of tribes for all different things. I know you've got a Datcha tribe, haven't you? Datcha Owners Club tribe. <laughs> of course. Now, yeah, I don't actually own it. I don't own one, but I, um, yeah, I started that, was it last year? And people seem to quite like it. So. Well, I'm, I'm a keen member of the Drive Tribe Owners, uh, the uh, Datcha Owners Club, even though I don't own a Datcha. Do you reckon you'll ever own a Datcha in the future? Have you got any uh, plans? Well, I'd, one day I would like to, yeah. I have thought about a... Um, Obviously, the Dacia Duster. I don't know if it's Dacia or Dacia. It's probably Dacia. But, oh, yeah. it's controversial, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then w- w- when I was at the Geneva Motor Show, was it last year, a couple of years ago? They had yeah. the the Docker, which you would, we don't get here. It's just in, yeah, it's in Europe, isn't it? Of Europe. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is the one, I think. It's just Docker perfect is nice. in every single yeah. way. <laughs> How about the Sandero? Yeah, the Sandero is good. The Sandero Stepway is probably the one to go for. Yeah, I do like the Stepway. It just, look, it just looks better. Yeah. I have, I've been trying to get my family into Datchers because I sort of think, oh, Dusto would be really nice. Uh, I went to Datcher, yeah. uh, there's a showroom near me. So I went to Datcher sort of midway through last year um, to have a look at a Duster. Um, and that was for an article I did, Why the Datcher Duster Makes Sense. You might remember, I think you might mm-hmm. have commented on it. Um, yeah, I and I did, yeah. I was actually really impressed. People mock them for having quite bad build quality and stuff like that. But honestly, it's not too bad. Um, yeah, and I mean, for the I w- price, you can't go wrong. And the price as well, especially for the Sandero, which I also had a look in. They just, they really, really make sense. Um, and people that want a brand new car, but maybe don't need all of the technology that other new cars have, like the, I don't know, Clio or something, then it's the perfect car, really. I mean, I know that the Sandero uses old Clio parts and then the Duster yep. uses some of the old Renault parts. Um, I think that's right. Is it the previous generation or is it just sort of things that have gone into the parts bin? I'm not quite sure. It's probably a bit of both. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you've got a... I, 
I would have thought a Sandero stepway is not too far from a Fiat Panda 4x4. It's just no. a bit more basic. It's so uh, really... two-wheel drive as well, the stepway, isn't it? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah. But it, I, li- I like the way it looks. It looks really quite tough, even though it's probably not yeah. a very tough car. But whenever I see a stepway, I'm really quite impressed, especially the blue ones. I think the blue yeah, is a lovely colour. Yeah. They're really, really nice. So, yeah, I, I reckon you should get a Dacia one day and write all about it. It would make sense, yeah. Do you, now, there's yeah, a Twitter account, isn't there? Twitter account, the Dacia Owners Club. There is, yeah. I, I, I can't say I use it too much. I made it a couple months ago and just sort of left yeah. it. But it's, it's there and free for people to check out, of course. Yeah, so what is the Twitter username for that? <laughs> now then, um, that's a question. I'm pretty sure it's quite straightforward. It is simply uh, at Dacia underscore club. Oh, that's quite easy to remember. So, yeah, thankfully. Yeah, I like the Dacia club. I follow Dacia all over social media as well, and they're just, yeah, they're good. But there is there is there's the argument, and I have this argument with my uh, friend at school. Is it Dacia or Dacia? Now, I don't want to talk about this yeah. for, like, hours, but me personally, I think it's Dacia. Where do you stand on this argument? I think technically it probably is Dacia, but I just say Dacia because that's just what I've always said. Yeah. Um, but I think it is Dacia, technically. Well, I used to say Dacia. Uh, a few years back, but the Romanians say, don't they Romanians say Dacia? Oh, that makes it even more confusing. I, I know. know. Well, it's, it's kind Dacia, of like Dacia, Porsche and Porsche, isn't it? Oh, I know. There's that as well. It's Porsche, but... <laughs> it is Porsche, I agree. Yeah, because it's Ferdinand Porsche, not Porsche. Um, exactly. But yeah, there's oh, so many car names that people just don't really know. I like the easy ones, like Fiat or um, some more easy ones. Audi. Although my granddad says yeah. Audi, Audi, and that annoys me. It's like, it's not Audi, oh. it's Audi. It's just, yeah, it's not yeah. Audi. Uh, anyway, back to the articles, away from Datchers for now. Um, which article have you, are you most proud of? What's one article that you, you like most? Oh, that's tricky. Um, I'd probably say an article I wrote a few months ago about um, a time I sort of went on a road trip with a uh, Porsche Carrera GT. That, yeah. that was quite impressive. That I was think good, I saw that on social day. media. Yeah, I imagine that's really quite great. Where did you actually go in the GT then? Where did you go? Uh, I, well, I didn't actually get to go in it, but we were followed behind it. It was on a, um, a Porsche Owners Club drive in Dubai. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember that. So that. Yeah, that was quite good. Um, we sort of drove out from like a hotel where everyone met and then drove out into the desert sort of did a loop around and then ended up at the Dubai Autodrome where they, they do mm. some some occasional racing. Um, there's sort of an event going on there. But that yeah. was, it was like, I don't know, 30, 40 Porsches all in a row. It was wow. Quite wow. Yeah, that must have been amazing. Now, I think I'm right in saying you're quite a Porsche fan. I, 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 I would probably say they're my favourite brand out there. Is Porsche. Yeah. Well, which which is your favourite Porsche up to date? <laughs> it's a tricky question. For a long, yeah. In the, of, the, of the current lineup, it would be the new Turbo S. Because yes. that's just the best car you could buy. But overall, it's, it's probably... It is. It's, but my overall is probably the the 924 Corolla GT, mm. which is a rare 
a rare version of the 94 they did back in the 80s, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, a lightweight mod- version. Yeah, modern day Porsches for me is the Turbo S. I, th- I just think it's it's crazy, really. How it's, yeah, you see the races against the 720s, and it's just yeah miles fast. I know, I know, I know. Ridiculous. Now, Anna, do you follow somebody on Instagram called Supercar Nigel? Uh yes, I'm aware of him. He's Supercar probably got Nigel. I assume. He's quite big. He's seen stuff everything. And he's got yeah, he's got big house, big garage. Um, but he's, he's got a well. he's got a bright blue speedster, one new speedster, which is just gorgeous. Yeah, I saw a picture of that one. And he's got a Crayon Turbo S, which he got a few months ago. Um okay. and yeah, it's just it's just the perfect lineup really. And his son's got a GT three nine eleven and his wife's got a Cayenne coupe and it's like oh my word. They like Porsches. He's living a good life. Yeah, indeed, he, indeed, yeah. And he just, uh, his Turbo S is his daily. <laughs> That's mental. It is the perfect daily, I suppose, if if you have the money, that is. Um, if you want the speed and the performance and yeah. the comfort and everything, you might as well. Yeah, the I, it's that one, yeah. more usable than, say, like a Lamborghini Huracan or something like that. You, you couldn't use that yeah. every day like you could in a Turbo S. So... Yeah, it's really impressive. The price is a lot. Is it about £160,000, something like that, for top yeah. top spec? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah, but there's a lot of car, I suppose. Um, yeah, and it's un- it's understated as well, which I quite like. It's not like yeah. a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. It's not shouty. Sort of, most people just see it and think, oh, it's just another Porsche, but it's actually a lot more than that. Yeah, they'd have to go in it or know what it is. Uh, but it's, it's yeah. not to 16, is it 2.6 or 2.5 seconds? I think it's two point five. I think it might be two point five. It's yeah, it's, it's quick. One of them. <laughs> That's all we need to know. It's quick. Yeah. yeah, really, really quick. Quicker than you probably ever need. It's probably Tesla quick, isn't it? Really, in terms of acceleration. Yeah, I would be interested to see a, a drag race against a Turbo S or something. I mean, a, a Model S or something. Yeah, uh, that yeah. could be quite, quite interesting. I mean, I, I love Porsche too. In my cupboard, I've got a Porsche Motorsport hat. That I got as a present once, and it's just yeah, one of the most prized possessions. And I've got yeah. Porsches over there on the table. Yeah, Porsche is just—it's one of them brands, isn't it? It's just—it's got a lot of history and it's special. And personally, I prefer it to Lamborghini and Lamborghini and Ferrari and those other brands. I really like it personally. It's great. Yeah, it's the history side of it as well, which I quite—I find quite interesting. It's not just an, a relatively new car manufacturer. It's quite so they've been around for. Uh, a long time. For, was it over 50 years now? Yeah, and it dates back all the way to the Beetle, um, which yeah. it sort of came from. Uh, and then people call the 911 a Beetle, glorified Beetle, I think they say. Uh, yes. And that, that annoys me a lot because I know there's some similar aspects, but you can't really compare a Beetle and a 911, can you? No, you can't. <laughs> Definitely not. So, no, not at all. We'll move on from that. Um, now, do you actually drive a car currently do you own a car yourself not at the moment no i um i had a car but then i've sort of i've been at uni for the last year now so i haven't needed a car it's just not necessary but um when i'm home i'll drive my mum's good old skoda yeti you can't go wrong with one of those yeah i like the uh, yeti good car <laughs> yeah other than that nothing nothing at the moment you used to have a ford car or ka another one of the arguments didn't you I did. That had quite a sad ending, though. It, um, yes. It is, it is no longer with us. <laughs> now, I, do, <laughs> I don't mean to drag this on or anything, because 
it's it's quite a bad story but would you like to just do a quick recount of what happened towards the end of that car's life for people yeah that so i confused yeah i i had that that ford ka for about seven eight months and i was driving uh back from middlesbrough i went there for the day driving back home hmm. um and i was on the dual carriageway and i was in the the inside lane and a lorry was on the outside lane he indicated into my lane didn't see me and i ended up spinning around the front of him a couple of times and then into the central reservation yeah so that I, remember, was fun. I remember seeing a uh, picture of it it looked terrible and it's not yeah not the safest car to crash in either is it no it was, it, it was a sorry little state afterwards but yeah. um thankfully no one was injured um yeah that's... but the the, imp- the impact on the central reservation was right next to the fuel tank so it could have ended oh, right. a lot worse in it. A lot oh, worse wow. than it did. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Didn't a similar thing happen to Schmee, didn't it? In his Senate, was it? He was in his McLaren Senate on yeah. the way to Goodwood last year. Now, I remember I was going to Goodwood the same day Schmee was, and I was excited to see his Senate because something about the Senate I quite like. Um, He's got a and nice one as well. His has got, it's just a beautiful colour. It's this nice blue. Mm. But he was in the inside lane, slow down car, obviously, a lorry indicated left and sort of crushed the side. And I remember going yeah. on Twitter and seeing it. I was like, oh my word. It's one of them things, isn't it? It's just. It's I mean, I think shocking. a tank of fuel for the Senna was probably cost more than a, my KA. So I'm not, <laughs> I think he probably had it a bit worse. Yeah. Now, we used to, we, we used to have a car years ago, Ford KA car, whatever you want to call it. And we bought it for 400 quid. It was, a, it was as a runabout. Um, we sold our Mini Cooper because uh, it was just a bit jarring and a bit uncomfortable. So we just got a Ford KA um, just because it was simple and it was only a little car. That's all we needed. And this was about right. six years ago now. And it was burgundy with the plastic Ooh. trim and with a cream a leather spec. cream leather interior. Oh, I always <laughs> wanted the leather. Oh, I, I wanted to switch mine out so many times, but I just never got around to it. It was awful. <laughs> oh. Now, in, in the summer, yeah. you used to sit in that car and you just got toasted by them cream leather seats. Well, say leather, did, probably plastic. Did it have air conditioning, that one? I know mine didn't. No, no air con or anything oh. like that. Very simple. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was, it was quite dreadful. I think it had windy windows as well, from what yeah, I remember. Yeah, mine had that as well. Yep. Yeah, they're funny cars, but not, not the best. Um, now, rust is a big issue on, the, on them KAs. Um, yeah, thankfully, was, I, ha- I had no rust on mine. Ours was very rusty. Um, and that's what uh, saw the death of ours. Um, it failed an yeah. MOT, needed a complete new exhaust, and the exhaust was worth more than the actual car. So we scrapped it. Blimey. And then that was the end of that. And part of me today actually wishes that we kept a bit off that car, like taking a badge off it or something because we scrapped it. Um, it's just, I don't know, I'm one, of the, I'm one of them people I do miss old cars and you just want something to remind you of them. Like up there, I'll go and get it. I've got... The gear knob, I can show you, but the listeners can't see. And this gear knob is from our old Mini um, because yeah. it was a bit perished wow. and a bit horrible. So we put a uh, John Cooper Works gear knob on 1.6 petrol Mini. So I kept the old gear knob <laughs> and I've got that and I had it ever since. It's a little memory of the yeah. Mini. But, I remember um, with my one, I, um, I took the, the rear number plate off the back, it, just something to keep from it. And it, it yeah. happened... It wasn't even a private plate, but it happened to be YS06KAA. It just happened to be that, so I thought it was wow. pretty cool. Wow, so that, that is coincidence. That was probably one of the reasons I bought the car, really. It just looked <laughs> just quite the cool. registration. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, was it was it black or navy yours? What colour was it? Well, technically it was black, but we only noticed a few weeks after we bought it that the driver's door was slightly dark blue. So whether that had been right. changed at some point, I have no idea. But it was yeah, it was black. Or maybe it was in a, another incident with a lorry. <laughs> Very possibly. Yeah. But yeah, the poor Ford KAs. You see them running about, and they're all in a sorry state, especially the plastic trim ones. Um, yeah, they get bit... they get quite badly affected by the sun. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah and, grey, and the rain, and the rain yeah. and the snow and just everything. <laughs> now I saw, I saw a um, street car yesterday. Street KA uh, drove past Brilliant me. Brilliant cars. I love them. I just think they look great. And the Sport KA as well. Yeah. I, there's, a, there's a Street around. K at the end of my end of my road that's dark grey with the tan leather interior. And I actually think it looks quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Quite that, good condition, nice. actually. So. Yeah. Until you take the inner wing panels off and sills <laughs> and, and then you're met with hell. Um, I know Car Throttle got a Street KA and it wasn't as good as they thought. Because it looked good, but then yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, it looked good, but then they sort of dug into it, and then it just wasn't. Um, so they were like, "Yeah, that's yeah, they're quite good. hit and miss when buying one." But I know if you find a clean one, you're you're set for ages. I know it have to be garaged for life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, street cars and sport cars—they're all very good. I remember James May did a thing racing the Royal Mail, didn't he? Or was it a pigeon racing a pigeon in a street KA oh, sport KA? Yeah, I remember that. Um, he oh, was ages ago now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know this was about 15 years ago or something like that. He was, I'm trying to remember the story now, what they were doing. He was in a sport car, sport KA. Um, they're racing a carrier pigeon to deliver something. Yes. Or, or what was it again? I can't remember. Well, a racing pigeon of something. I, I think know. they were trying to deliver a stamp or something like that. I can't remember. Sounds but they were, racing, right. they were racing a pigeon, and I think the pigeon won. It's just one of them crazy things that Top Gear did. Actually, talking about Top Gear, now, Top Gear's starting again soon, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. This is series They just released 20... their trailer on their, on their YouTube. About half uh, an hour channel. ago or something like that. I've watched it about five yeah. times before I came on here. Um, series 29, and it, it looks really good, actually. Um, yeah, I really like the current lineup of presenters, I actually. Do. I do. I think they've, they've, they've done well after sort of the trio we, we all know, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went through some of the comments. I always do because I like to hear what people think. And there's a few people that are like, oh, I really like this. But then there's the same old bunch that go, oh, I want the old ones back. But then again, we've got, two, we've got two good car shows now. So I don't know why people are complaining. Um, no, exactly. But yeah, it I'm looks not sure great. When the, I'm, not, I'm not sure when the new episode of Grand Tour is coming out. But isn't it the Madagascar special? Yeah, it's, been a, bit, it's been a bit of a mystery, isn't it? When it's coming yeah. out. Yeah. And it was rumoured that it was going to come out on the 4th of September. I think it was leaked, but it was a false leak. Yeah. Um, and then it never came out. So, yeah, I'm not sure when that's going to come out. I imagine around the same time Top Gear is to try and defeat their yes, PR. Probably. Um, yeah, it's always the way. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to both of them. A bit of television and stuff, because I don't really watch much telly. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's and of course, good. Clarkson's farm show. That's, I think that's when yes. it's coming. Is it this I year or early next farm? year? I think it's early next yes. year because they had to stop filming because yes. uh, of COVID. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And I think James May is planning to film another series of Our Man in Japan, but I think not in Japan, in another country. Another one yeah. of those travelogue series. 
And then Richard Hammond has got another series coming up with this other guy. I can't remember now. Um, and that's as well coming to Amazon. They've all been given slots, haven't they? With shows. Yeah, sort of a, like a Mythbusters Brainiac sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. I seem to remember. I think so it that, is. that should be quite good. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm excited because the new Top Gear, um, it was in the news, wasn't it? Paddy McGuinness crashed, was it the Lamborghini Diablo or something like that? It, yeah, yeah, that was that was quite a big story. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, yeah, big car to crash, wasn't it? I can imagine he was quite shook. Yeah, well, apparently he was only going, was it 20, 30 miles an hour, but it was just the the way the re- weather was on the road and all the yeah. conditions and... No traction control or anything like that. Slightest thing and you're off. And they did tease yeah. it in the trailer, actually, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I'm excited for that. And they keep saying coming soon, which annoys me. And I just want to know how soon is soon. <laughs> I just want a date and then we, I can plan my life around that. It's fine. But Yeah, yeah. Just cancel everything <laughs> every Sunday night. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, right. Every week on the Piston Podcast, you may know this, I know the listeners might... I do a review of a car, and whenever I have a guest, I do a review as well. But I try and link the review to the guest I have on the show. So very okay. cleverly, I have chosen this week to review the Dacia Sandero. <laughs> Good. I, was think- I was thinking this morning, I was like, um, okay, what car should I review? I'm going to try and think. I was like, Dacia. I know, Dacia Duster. Dacia it Sandero, is the only one to review. <laughs> it is, yeah. I did the Duster last series, so I'm going to do another Dacia now. Dacia's been the only brand that's had two cars reviewed. <laughs> I'm sure is, John Coleman from Drive Tribe would be pleased to hear that yeah. there is Dacia content on the, online somewhere. Of course, yeah. So the Dacia Sandero, it starts at just over £7,000, which for a brand new car is quite amazing. And it's, yeah, it's, the fact that you can get a tw- what, 2070 reg for that sort of money is quite cool, isn't it, really? Yeah, they've got the new, the new Sandero coming out. Yes. There's, no de- there's just photos now. There's no details that's coming later this month, but... That actually yeah, looks quite good. full details come out on the 29th of September, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. That's, that's my birthday present, that is. Elite Sandero. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, I, it looks great, doesn't it? I really like it. I think Dacia is sort of trying to make it appeal to the wider market. And that's great, because Dacia are doing a good job. Um, and from what I've heard, reliability is quite decent as well. There's, yeah, I think it's, it's all right. Well, it's, it's Renault, basically. So it's... Yeah. The modern day Renaults tend to be pretty pretty solid cars so yeah well there was the problem with renault recently that they're lying about emissions which is not too good but basically what vw did a few years back yeah um and that was with the new scenic and kajar and all of them cars not great but oh well um you well they're quite the terrible sand- cars anyway so <laughs> it's well, okay yeah especially the capture i don't like the capture it's naff. no i don't like any, any of those types of <laughs> french cars no the engine, um, you can get a 0.93 litre, which I think is quite fizzy. Um, you yep. can get a 1 litre three-cylinder. And I think there's some more. I think there's a 1.5 diesel? No. Is there a diesel? No, I doubt there is. No, but there, there, there's probably another engine with the Sandero RS, which you can only oh, get in Brazil. I was going to come to that. Yes. yes. Oh, were you? Yes. The Sandero's... RS. It's known as the Renault Sandero, isn't it? Because to yeah. save money, um, that is just it's just a wicked car, really. Um, I'd, love to, put, I'd love to have a go in one. Oh yeah, definitely. I put that as one of the cons actually for this car. Is there's no RS in the UK, which annoys me. I know. Because <laughs> I think it would sell 
ish well to some people. Um, I think that would be quite interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a shame they don't it's get it. It's a shame, here, really. Yeah, have to wait until the time to import them in. Anyway, um, they, the brake horsepower ranges between 71 and around 100 horsepower, which is as expected from a budget car like that. Uh, it's got a five-speed manual gearbox, which, again, for a hatchback is just normal. Torque is between 95 and 170 newton metres. Which is all right. MPG is quite decent. It ranges between 40 and about 52 MPG, um, yeah, which is okay. Bad. And emissions are quite low as well. Now, they could be lying about that like Renault did. Um, but from what Dactra have said, it's all right. It's about 100 grams per kilometer, which is all right. Not to 60 in between 10.7 seconds and 14.6 seconds, which is slow. But it's not, not a performance great, car. No. I'm it's sure it'll be fine. For city driving, is it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, exactly. Probably not going to be going. Most people are probably using it for. Yeah, I wouldn't take a Sandero on the motorway very often. It's not a motorway car. I try and avoid it. It'd be screaming in fifth, probably. I know. I know. Thing is, uh, when we took the Panda to Cornwall, the long journey, it's a six-speed, so it was quite, it's quite relaxed. We're oh. cruising along, doing about three thousand RPM. It wasn't too bad, really. The sixth gear helps. It's just the turning circle's really bad because of that. Really bad. Um, I remember oh, I t- turning out that. of our Airbnb. We had to do a five-point turn to get out of our little tight spot. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, but oh well. And then I, when you do I do... Saw you in, you... Sorry, say it, what? Sorry, I, I saw you in Mausel, which I went to a couple of years ago, and I know yes. those, those roads are stupidly tight. <laughs> they are, The yeah. Panda is the only car you can take there. I know. We learned our lesson from last year when we took our Renault Scenic down there and it just felt so big and gutless. Um, but yeah, the Panda even felt like a big car, which is weird. Um, I think and even then a those... bike would feel big though. I know, I know. And then we bumped into a Citroen that was adamant to make its way past. It was like, no! <laughs> oh, it was quite terrifying, but oh well. Uh, back to the Sandero. Top speed, uh, 96 to 113 miles per hour. Mm, that's just... So, uh, yeah, impressive. <laughs> MCAT rating, four star, which is okay. But you've got to remember, it's owned by Renault, and Renault are quite safety mad. Um, not sure about any more, but they used to do like five star for every car, didn't they, Renault? Yeah, they did well. I mean, it's not a bad thing at all. <laughs> no, not at all. I take, not at all. I take four rating in a car that's, what, seven grand. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Really. It's really good. Uh, five door, five seats, which means it's fairly practical. Rivals are the more expensive rivals. The Renault Clio, the obvious one, which is sort of uh, similar to the car, but a bit more updated and a bit more posh. I don't know. Ford Fiesta, maybe, in the VW Up. Do you remember that film they did on Top Gear? Um, Chernobyl? Yes, Chernobyl. That was, a, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. I like watching that. And James May's got the doves in the Sandero, and he launches them out the window into a lorry. but yeah pros and cons pros it's cheap it's gimmick free it's cheap to run cons the build quality sometimes people moan about that personally i don't have a problem with it it's fine no for for the price you 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 can't really complain if you want something nice to get something more expensive but i know exactly perfect for what it is you get nasty plastics in the new aston martin dbx down low so yeah, it annoys me really. Build quality and stuff like that. It's like it doesn't really matter. Uh, another one is lack of safety tech. This is not one from me. I think this is from Top Gear magazine. That's what they said. So I'm guessing they mean 
like lane assist and automatic braking and that nonsense. It's not great. Now, I watch a YouTube channel, Craig on Cars, and the guy Craig was on the podcast a few weeks ago, actually, uh, and he's got a modern-day Mark 7.5 Golf GTI with the automatic brilliant, braking. Brilliant cars. Okay. Is, they are fantastic, but he's got the one with the automatic braking. And he was telling the story about he was going down a normal road, doing about 40, 45 miles per hour, a car ahead and a motorbike behind, and just going along normally, no danger whatsoever. The car just slammed on. Straight to zero. Yeah, Just that like worries that. me about. And then yeah. the motorbike nearly went into the back of him. And I don't like that from a car like that. I don't know. It's just not right. I mean, there was a similar story with, I saw, was it last week? Uh, do you know Supercars of London? Paul Wallace? Yeah. He did a video yeah. about his, he's had a Tesla Model 3 for a few days. And I think he was driving on the motorway and it, it wasn't on autopilot or anything. And it just put its brakes on full. Thankfully, there was no oh. one behind him, but. It's terrible, isn't it? It's, all this sort of new technology is quite scary. Really. It still needs to develop, and I feel like they're testing it on the general public, which isn't great. Um, yeah. It's not good. But, yeah, well, I, I don't like all this electrical stuff. I mean, our scenic has got electronic handbrake and all of this nonsense. It's like, I just want a mechanical one. I can never figure them out. I don't know whether you push or pull. or. <laughs> it's... I know. I'd rather just have a proper handbrake most of the time. I mean, the only good thing about this automatic handbrake stuff with the electronic thing um, is hill starts are a lot easier because you just put the handbrake on, power, lift off the clutch, and when, when the car notices it's at the biting point, the handbrake will just release itself, which I suppose is quite useful. But other than that, it can be quite annoying. Mm, I think that is auto auto hold on the for hill starts is probably the best. Yes, yes, best yes. Use for it, really. Then there's also the fact: what happens when your battery dies, like completely? What would happen then with electronic handbrakes and all this electronic stuff? What would happen? Yeah, I don't know if there's some sort of power reserve that they have for those sorts of things, but I there must be. Sure, you know. Because... I would. I would have thought so. I know, it's crazy. Oh, Renault's doing this thing because it locks itself as well. Locks and unlocks itself, keyless entry. Just this thing where about midnight at night, every now and then, every few weeks, it just unlocks itself. Yeah, that worries me as well. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, yeah. It's weird. I just see the flash of the indicators through the window. It's like, that's really... It's not right from a car. It's just, yeah. It needs, still needs to advance a lot, really. That's what I think personally. But anyway, We're still the early just... stages of all this stuff, so yeah, hopefully in the next know, few years we'll see some huge development. I know. I'm excited for the electric cars to kick off as well. I'm in favour of them. Um, as long as yeah. sort of engine cars stick around for a bit um, and then the special ones in the future. I like electric cars and I'm excited. I think we'll get to a point where most people will daily drive electric cars and then keep a petrol-powered car for the weekend or yeah, depending on the shows person. And but... stuff. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully we can have both in the in the same in the same world. Yeah, I really like the Honda E. I've seen people racing around in Honda E's on social media, and it's just That's it's a just great. Car. At Goodwood last year, they were releasing the new Lamborghini Huracan Evo and new AMG Mercedes and whatever. I was excited to see the Honda E most of all. It's just it's one a of looking cars. car. It's quirky. Yeah, the the interior as well. It's so simple and it's yeah. But you, and you fine. get a fish tank inside. Fish tank so. as well. The fish tank. <laughs> you yeah. can't go wrong with that. No, not at all. 
Anyway, I think we should probably uh, call it a podcast there, call it a day. So thank you so much for coming on, Ben. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter. My username is just Ben and then an N and then Wellum, because Ben Wellum yeah. was taken, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then you can also find me on Instagram with the same username. And obviously over on Drive Tribe. Just type in my name and you'll you'll find me. Yeah. The annoying thing with me is my name's too long to put as a Twitter username, so <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying now just before we finish as well wasn't there a bit of confusing uh, confusion um you remember chris harris's whiskey files um your question yes. got on there and you said neb wellum yes yeah that, i think my question i think it was um oh what was it now if you could go back in time to any car launch what would it yeah. be yes that's what it was, that was yeah yes that was pretty cool that was quite amazing that was i'm sure Getting Chris yeah. Harris to read out your question. I Even tried millions of times, but I wasn't good enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it back to front, but oh well, you still said your last <laughs> name at least. Anyway, uh, thank you for coming on. Listeners, if you are listening, follow Ben on social media. Follow me as well, at Daniel Carzo 5 Remember, if you're on this, this platform, whatever platform you're on, it's confusing, subscribe to the Piston Podcast. Leave it a positive review. Share it with your friends, whatever, whatever. Uh, new podcasts are now released every Monday instead of Sunday because obviously school and stuff. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, Ben, for coming on. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiasts, presented by me, Daniel Axerhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast.